welcome to the Beautiful Life Podcast. This message is by Nigel Desmond. Actually, carry on on the same theme that Jess was preaching on uh, last week. While I was, while I was uh, preparing, I just got this phrase, have faith in, uh, in God. And, um, you know, the, and Jesus, Jesus answered, uh, Jesus said, have faith faith in God. Romans 1 verse 17 says, the righteous man shall live by faith. And so it's an amazing thing. We are actually called, the principle of our life is to live by faith. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because I find that often when I'm not paying attention, I can swap between principles that I'm living by. I can jump into fear at times. Or just like worldly principles. But then there's other times where I literally have to pull myself together and say, No, Nigel, you're living by faith. What has God said to you? What is the truth, uh, the truth here? And the righteous shall live by, uh, by faith. Faith is a principle of life. And we all have faith. This is an interesting thing. Is we all have faith. But the question is, what's your faith in? Because Jesus said, have faith. In God. Because many of us have faith, but we just take our faith and we misplace it. And, you know, it's interesting. You'll see this around the world. One of the, one of the most evident times you can see this is when there's an election happening in any nation. And Christians, we are some of the worst at it, is that we take our faith and we place it in a candidate. And we're like, man, this election is going to be different. You know, this party is going to win and we place our faith in a party and then that party loses and you see the Christians the week after like it's the end of the world it really is the wrong party won how did it happen and you know you see it overseas you see, you see it in every, uh, every country and, and, and we get devastated because we placed our faith in a party or a man or a system. But you know, the most amazing thing is, is no matter which party wins, God says to us, I know the plans I have for you, plans for good and not for evil. Plans to give you peace. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And you know what? I, I just, particularly, I'm really speaking to the older people as well, but particularly to the young people, I want to tell you that this you need to grab a hold of now in your life and know that God has a plan for your life. You know, because there's, there's so much doom and gloom that, that is being preached and spoken of right now. It's like, you know, every people are, person I'm encountering, I keep on telling you, it's the end times. Yeah, well, newsflash, it's been the end times for the last 2,000 years. No, 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 but you don't understand. It's the end of the end of the end times. No, God still has a plan. He planned for you to be born in this generation at this time. And this generation, I believe, is going to see the greatest move of God ever seen in human history. This generation is going to see things that the apostles only wished to see. We're going to see the fulfillment of plans that God has for peoples and for nations. I was listening to Chris Valentin last night, and I was really struck by something he said because I've been thinking about this earlier in the uh, in the week. There's a there's a movement that's that's sweeping the earth today, and people, you know, 
say, are you woke? You know, you know people are getting woke. And, um, you know, the interesting thing is there's, there's many things about the, of, of wokeness that are actually really commendable. There's this long yearning and desire for social justice. There's this yearning and desire for equality, for a better world. And I want to tell you, those are godly things. But when you pursue those things in a worldly way, it brings destruction and not God's kingdom. But what is the, the woke thing? It's just the devil counterfeiting. When, when Moses came into the presence of Pharaoh, they took Aaron's staff and they threw down Aaron's staff in the presence of Pharaoh and it turned into a snake. And so the sorcerers came along and they, they brought their staffs and they threw their staffs down and they both turned into snakes. You see, if the, if the enemy can't stop what God is doing, you're trying to counterfeit it. But I love the fact that actually Aaron's staff just gobbled them up. Just gobbled them up. To like, do that. <laughs> I've always wondered though, when Aaron picked up his staff, was it fatter? <laughs> I've always wondered. I, like, he like, did he throw down a stick and they're like, oh, oh thanks, Mo. What am I meant to do with this log now? I kind of wonder about that. I will play that tape when I get to heaven. But I want to tell you, that's exactly what's going to happen in this generation. This, this uprising that you see in the world where people are saying, you know what, we want racial justice in the world. We want equality. We want social justice. We want people to connect. That movement is going to be swallowed up by a wave of revival that's going to hit the earth. When the presence of God is poured out on the earth and people get connected to each other in the right way, this thing will be swallowed up and it will not bring destruction. It will not bring alienation, but it will bring connection and love and God's kingdom. Amen? We, we get to live by, uh, by faith. We're living in a time in, in our lives where faith has been eroded, faith in God has been eroded out of our lives. However, we live by faith. We live by faith. You know the most amazing thing about faith is heaven takes faith personally. God takes your faith in him personally. It says about Abraham, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. When, when Abraham took that decision to say, God, I believe you. God said, I'm crediting that to your account as righteousness. Heaven takes it personally. You know, actually, even if you think about it, faith is personal because you get faith, you get saved by placing your faith in a person, Jesus. I, I, uh, faith is more than just believing, though. Faith is actually acting on what you believe. Uh, the story is told of a guy, uh, Blondin, Charles Blondin. Charles Blondin was one of the f most famous tightrope workers and walkers in the world. And uh, one, one day he, was walk he, he put up a tripwire across Niagara Falls. And he walked across Niagara Falls with his pole on, uh, on this tripwire. And he got to the one side and he said to the people, do you believe I can do it again? And they said, yes, we've seen you do it. And so what he does is he, he, he got a wheelbarrow and he, and he loaded the wheelbarrow with um, a bag of cement. And he walked back across with a wheelbarrow and a bag of cement on the wheelbarrow on, the, on that tripwire. Man, that, that's just nuts. Yeah? He gets to the other end and he says to the people, Do you believe I can do it again? Do you believe I can? Everyone's like, Yeah, you're amazing. You can do it. Woo, you can do it. So he says, If you really believe it, who will get in the wheelbarrow? <laughs> <laughs> that's when you sing the famous song, 
Here I am, send him. But someone volunteered. Someone volunteered. They took the bag of cement out and someone got in that wheelbarrow. And people were taking bets on both sides, uh, for and against. And they were halfway across. And a guy who had bet against them making it actually crept forward and cut the, um, the not the, the actual rope, but the, the support rope. And so this, the support rope went and the whole tripwire started just swinging like, uh, like this. And so Blondin was uh, swinging mad, trying to keep this guy safe. And he realized he was in a moment, he was about to, to drop the wheelbarrow. And so he looked at the guy in, uh, in the wheelbarrow. And the guy's just holding onto the wheelbarrow. And he says, that wheelbarrow is going to go in a moment. Let go of it. Let go. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Climb up onto, uh, uh, onto my shoulders and hold on to me. Just look. And this guy looked at him and he let go of the wheelbarrow and he climbed up. And Blondin actually managed to carry this guy, <laughs> like a, in a monkey ball, across, uh, across to the other side. <laughs> now that is fake. Now that is fake. <laughs> The real story really happened. Now, now I just I want to tell you that that is such a picture of faith in this right now. You know, it, it, it's kind of like we we the Lord says to us, "Hey, do you believe? Get in the wheelbarrow." And we're like, "Woohoo, Jesus is going to be exciting!" But halfway across, all of a sudden, everything begins to shake. How many of you felt like a couple of things in your life have started shaking? It's everything, everything shaking. At that time, that's when the Lord comes and He speaks to us and He says, Look at me. Look at me. Look in my eyes. Don't look at the, don't look at the tightrope. Don't hold on to the wheelbarrow. Because isn't it true that sometimes when things are shaking, you grab the closest thing. <laughs> look, I'm holding on to the wheelbarrow. Man, the wheelbarrow was going down. What do we grab? We, we grab like our friends, our family, our good looks, our money, whatever. The government. The government. <laughs> we grab something. Money. But we, we need to understand that thing's going down. And that's when the Lord is speaking to us. And he's saying, look at me and listen to my voice. Listen to my voice. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's what it says in Romans 10 verse 17. It says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of, uh, word of Christ. You see, I used to believe that faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of Christ. I thought that's what it says. But it doesn't say faith comes by hearing, and hearing. It says faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of Christ. You see, we are in a time when we need to learn to hear the word of the Lord more than ever before. We need to, need to be able to discern His voice over the roar of the waterfall next to us. The roar of other voices. People saying, shouting from the sides of uh, Niagara, Hold on! Don't listen to Him! Die, sucker! <laughs> Whatever they're shouting. <laughs> well, that was the guy. That's the guy who bet against me. Yeah, yeah. There was at least one guy. There's always one guy. You deserve it! Idiot, why'd you get in the wheelbarrow? That's normally my voice. <laughs> my own voice. Ah, 
<laughs> Why did I let? I knew I should have listened to Debbie. <laughs> Debbie would have been done stupid. You're not getting that flipping wheelbarrow. <laughs> but how do we how do we learn to hear His voice? The first thing we need to do is we need to be in God's Word every day. Get into the Bible. Read the Word of God. The Word of God. In the Word of God, you hear the voice of God. It's so amazing, you know, often I find myself in a place where I'm struggling to hear God's word. But you know what? God's been so kind. For those who are hard of hearing, he wrote it down. Yeah? What's God saying? He wrote it down. We, We once had a guy come to our church and he was hard of hearing. And the guy sat next to him and he would just write down the sermon as he went along. You remember that? That guy got healed by the end of the service. It was amazing. Um, God opened his ears. The first deaf person that we saw healed in, the, uh, in our church. And uh, uh, Debbie was one of the people who prayed for <laughs> The first thing everyone said was, he said, I can hear. Everyone was like, you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we had such faith. <laughs> Someone asked him, are you sure you were deaf? <laughs> Yeah, I'm fairly certain. Thanks. <laughs> really helpful comments. But this is this is the most amazing thing. If you want faith to grow in your uh, in your heart and your life, you need to hear God's voice. It's God's voice in you that provokes uh, the faith. But in order to hear God's voice, you need to know His word. See, God will never count, uh, count, contradict His word. So as you read more and more of the word, you get to recognize how He thinks. The sound of his voice, the way he thinks, so that when he speaks to you, you recognize his voice. See, that's why it says um, that that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. So read the word of Christ, so that when he speaks, you recognize. Hey, that's the Lord. That's the Lord. You see, you know why Jesus will never contradict the word, because he is the word. He is the word. Right? You know, the most amazing thing is, is like sometimes we can hear but not listen. We can hear but not listen. It's like, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you a good illustration. Sometimes I hear things but I wasn't listening. Like my wife will be chatting to me, she'll be chatting to me, she'll be chatting to me and then suddenly she will say, are you listening? And then I have to... Has anyone ever done this? You go back and quickly play replay. Yes, I was. You were just saying and you repeated. And you suddenly realize I was hearing but not listening. Yeah? And we need in this time to become active listeners. Because there are so many voices that are trying to contradict the, the word of the Lord. That we actually have to become... We have to choose to be conscious to turn our attention to what are you saying. Not what CNN is saying, not what, what's it, EWN is saying, not, not SABC. We need to tune in to what God is saying mm. right in this, uh, this time. Because otherwise, we're going to find ourselves just denuded of faith, filled with fear, filled with anxiety, and unable to move into what God has for us. And you know what? 
Not an, and when that happens, it's impossible to please God. Because Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. I don't know about you, my highest goal in my life is to know and love and please God. That's what I want. I, I just, I, I want to know and love and please uh, God. So build your faith daily. And we're going to end with this. Read the word. Read, read the word of God and meditate on it. Soak in his presence and listen to his love for you. I, a couple of years ago, when we started learning how to, uh, to, to soak and meditate, actually Debbie started first, and she would do this, this practice, and she'd just say, she'd just say, you know, Nigel, what you just need to do is you just need to go into God's presence. And, and she'd say, I'd just go and say to the Lord, Lord, here I am. Thank you that you're here. Mm-hmm. And I used to think, that's the dumbest thing. Oh, well, I wouldn't tell her that. <laughs> I think like, well, Lord, here I am. He knows your theatres. He knows. But I realized it wasn't to make him aware. It was to make me aware. And after a while, I started doing it. And I was like, oh, this really works. This is amazing. And uh, I remember I came back from I came back from the States. And uh, I'd been with a prophetic guy. Um, this, uh, the first guy who actually um, operated this level of prophetic ministry... He called out my birthday. He had five specific words of knowledge. I'm trying to remember. Jessica's name. Uh, uh, yes, uh, my birthday, my daughter's name. Uh, uh, he had like five specific words that were just like unbelievable. But then he prophesied over Debbie and he started with this. Debbie. And then he gave the You know what? I can't even remember the rest of the word because the thing that really impacted Debbie was the fact that he started with Debbie. I love you. And he said, you know, that's amazing. Do you remember the word? Because I I came back and she said, it's amazing. Because whenever I talk to the Lord in my heart, he always starts like that. That's exactly how he starts. And Debbie recognized God's voice because of God's love in the word. Now, I want to encourage you. That's what you need to do each day. God loves you so much. He longs to speak to you. He loves to speak to you. Soak in His presence so that you can get to know His love for you and uh, in His presence. Mm. Meditate on His promises and on, his, uh, on your testimonies and on testimonies. You see, we, get, we, can prom- we meditate on the promises, but in the book of Deuteronomy, God told the Israelites, He said, recount your testimonies. Tell your friends about your testimonies. Tell your kids about your testimonies. And t- tell them the stuff that God's done in your life so they won't forget. Why do we do that? Because in His promises, we hear what God is going to do. In our testimonies, we hear what God has done. And in both of them, we see His character revealed. In meditating on His promises and on the testimonies, you get to see God's character and you see what He's like. And that builds faith in your life. You know, actually, Mike and I were just sharing, our Mike just shared, um, how God's just done some great things in their business recently. But he said one of the keys for him was he remembered this principle of he's done it before. You see, when you, when you think about what God's done before, you get faith for what he's going to do. And then finally, declare his praises over your life because God inhabits his praise. God inhabits his praises. I want to tell you, we, we are living in the greatest time. You are, are, we are part of the greatest move of God the world has ever seen. 
has begun. It's begun. It's already begun. What we saw on uh, this week out at Hermanus is just a tiny slither of the wonderful things that God's going to be doing. I fully believe we're going to see Cape Town in revival. We're going to see Cape Town in revival. We're going to see uh, every church aflame with the presence of God. God has got a good plan and He's got a good purpose for South Africa and for our lives and for the nations of the world. And I also believe that we're in for some bumpy times too. But in the midst of that, the power of God is going to move. And don't he has hang a on to the wheelbarrow. Yeah, don't hang, and don't <laughs> hang on to the wheelbarrow. Lock your eyes with Jesus because he's saying, look at me, listen to me, hold on to me, and I'm going to get you to where I've got you going. Amen. We hope you have enjoyed this message from Nigel Desmond. For more information, please visit nigelanddebbie.org.